2: And welcome once again, everyone. The World Series of Poker underway out in Las Vegas, and we're here to bring you results and some of the stories that go along with it. Uh, Joe, as uh, we talked about last week, we expected a very big crowd for the Big 50, which, uh, as I told you, uh, was a very great value:
1: Uh,
2: $500 buy-in, $5 million guarantee,
1: in the prize
2: pool, 50,000 chips, right. A million guarantee, which you said now you've heard
1: is up to $2 million for first place. Well, think about it. $5 million guarantee was 10,000 people, you know, without whatever the fees are. So let's say a little bit over 10,000. The entry was how many, Big Dave? So over
2: 28,000 people over the yeah, four days. That's and, the- and, you know, a lot not people. That is entries, obviously. And it's... With a five hundred dollar tournament at the World Series, people are just uh, you know jumping right back in immediately. Maybe well, maybe I'll, four I'll, or five times. The
1: so. million dollar guarantee you know draws you for five hundred dollars, a million dollar guarantee, and right. now it's just brought so many people. And as I spoke with you last night, well, one of our friends and uh, you know that we've known for many years and, and a guest on the show, uh, Aldrino Gomez is, was out there. And I was speaking with someone that he was with. I didn't even know they were out there and he was telling me, you know, that going in, that he was going to be playing in 2C today and had 575,000 uh, chip stack. And uh, as we've seen now, they're down to the latest update was 582 players in in for this play 2C for 2C. Right. And uh, I saw that uh, about 20 minutes ago they uh came back from their last dinner break so they've got approximately about 2 hours to go. Um Two levels, and I believe the levels are either at 50 or 60 minutes. Fif- 50 s- minutes. 50 I think. minutes right now, so uh, flights 2A and 2B ended with, like, one with 321, I think the other one 316, 317, so if they follow suit, you know, you're going to probably see a, a, another 250 or so get eliminated from the latest update of 582 players, and our friend in this flight is in 32nd place, uh, just in this flight right now. Well, there was
2: more play, more entries in, on this 1C than there was on 1A and 1B. Uh, just to give you the numbers, to uh, give you an idea. Because they said that they could seat 4,800 players. That was what they were shooting for. I don't think they made it quite to the first day. Well, maybe they did. Uh, here's the numbers. Uh, day 1A drew 6,148. Day 1A?
1: So they went way over that.
2: Yeah. Well, what happens is people rebuy over and over and over right. again so i can i can actually tell you that on day one a let me find this here um, sixty actually the final number was uh, sixty
1: ninety five all right yeah.
2: okay uh unique entries fifty one hundred fifty nine re entries nine thirty six which is you know i guess fairly normal yeah uh day two had less people fifty nine hundred and seventy two but only thirty seven eighty four for the unique entries and twenty one hundred re-entries. re-entries. which came up to almost matching what one a was exactly so I don't even have the reentry numbers for Saturday and Sunday, which was one c and one d but I can tell you that overall the numbers went like this sixty one forty eight started day one a next a little bit less than that uh fifty nine seventy two was day two day one b one C on Saturday was seventy two hundred and six. Wow! And day one D, which was Sunday, nine thousand one hundred seven. Yeah, I was just going to
1: say it had to be close to ten thousand because I'm doing the math real quick. There are about eighteen between uh, eleven between the first two days and 7, 18, So wow, about twelve
2: for the first two days and another seven, brought it up to nine plus nineteen plus, and then another nine. Excuse so me, you're right. So almost twenty-five was, five, Excuse uh, me, was you're about right. the total. Uh, so coming back, players coming, and then you could, before you bagged, you could decide if you didn't really like the total, that you could just reject that bag right. and try in again the next day. So, my question to you is, I was thinking about this, if you're playing there, and say you're playing the first day, right, 1A, and you get knocked out toward the evening, Right. Is it worth it to jump right back in then, or is it better to just wait and come back the next day? I'd come back the next day. Yeah, because you only have 50,000 chips, and there's players with over 500,000.
1: Right. You know, and the blind structure goes back to level one. Right. You know, but think about, I mean, obviously right now they're in level 18 the last time I checked in in this level. So the blinds were uh, 8, 16, which uh, with the big blind paying another 16,000 in the Andes. Um yeah, you know, you have to, you know, unless you're in the gambling mood of going all in and trying to see if you can double and triple up right away and do it once again. I mean, our friend finished in, what was it that he finished in that uh, that I looked at? He was uh, 50-something, I yeah, think, first you know, day heading, I into, think yeah. heading into today's yeah. uh, second flight of, of his level, and um, he had almost 600,000 bagged. Yeah. So, you know he he went 10 to uh, almost 12 times the what 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 his original And was. The leader had like 900,000 or something? Uh, no, the leader uh had I believe going into that level when I looked at it uh yesterday something like 1.4 something that around that. Yeah. Okay. And now in his flight that he's at now that he's at 900,000, the last time we checked, the leader in that flight had 2.9. Yeah. And I know that uh I don't know. I believe it was uh two B that the leader had four point one million, and the leader in one A I think had something like around three point seven, three point eight. Right. So you know, uh, at nine hundred thousand, you got a real nice stack with sixteen thousand dollar you know big blind. You know, you're you're looking at at over fifty big blinds. So you you've got play, but you're you're about four and a half times behind the 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 chip leader. Currently, overall, okay. so okay. you know you got some play there. You got a lot of play, but this is going to take a while. Even with all the players that they're down, because of the way the structure is set up, is wonderful. Right.
2: Well, here's what happened. Basically, uh, as far as it throws it out of whack, I don't. I know you've obviously never worked a tournament this big. You've worked oh, some big tournaments. Nobody has. Nobody no. has up no, to this now is, this I mean, size. But well, the Colossus, Colossus had 22,000. Right. The most they and had. think so about this it. This is
1: almost a, a twenty more than 25% yep, more than that.
2: Exactly. Um, but what happened was uh, they had scheduled day 1A, and they finished, and uh, there was uh, players coming back, I guess, uh, about 1,500 players came back from 1A. Uh, so they were scheduled to play the next day on Friday. As 1B was getting underway, so they were actually 2A getting set to start. They were supposed to start at 2 o'clock. They had to immediately, before they even started, move it back to five. Right. And it was like 6:15 by the time they started. So now you're going way. You know you're going way into the early hours of the next morning.
1: Right. And it, well, Dave, listen, think about it. You, we said the the guarantee was five million, right? So. Let's just assume are they taking anything out of this, or was this the one that well, we saw, this was rake free for your first entry, okay, so five million rake free means you need um uh, ten thousand entries. They saw the clauses have gone down, obviously with a similar you know uh, buy in right, and they figured, well, I think ten thousand is a safe number I'm 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 guessing they were probably assuming they could get somewhere between. Fifteen, sixteen to hopefully maybe 20,000. Okay. Which puts you right at that 4,800 number for the four flights. Puts you at 19,2. Okay. So they were overwhelmed. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. They've gotten, if they assumed 19,000, 19, and you're at 28, you have gotten 50% more entries, you know, whether it's re entries or whatever. And that's just, uh, you know, uh, it's a logistic nightmare between dealers and being able to set it up and uh, accommodating everybody.
2: Plus, you got all the other tournaments going on.
1: Exactly. I mean, you know, smaller,
2: obviously, but smaller. And they're
1: not taking a rake in this other than than the re entries. You know, this is going to be, this was more for the players than actually for the house. So it becomes, it becomes, because you want it to be a, a, a feel good story. Now, you know the pl- al was uh, you know raving how the structure and everything was wonderful and yesterday he said they they had already increased the uh guarantee for first place from 1 million to 2 million i haven't read it anywhere but you know obviously with these numbers just blowing it out the water I, I don't see why not but he was telling me that the line was 3 hours long and it was to what get to, in to register this was already like at about four or five in the afternoon yesterday, he goes, "Joe, you need an Uber to get from the back of the line to the to, to the thing," you know. And I was like, "Oh my God!" He goes, "It's at least three hours."
2: Couldn't you register, register like the night before in the overnight well, hours? Well, I asked
1: him if he had a situation, and he did something very similar to that, where he goes, he came in very late, and register, and he goes, "My wait was maybe half an hour." Yeah. And he said he registered like at 1 in the morning. All right. So at 1 in the morning, he had a half-hour wait, Yeah. which now when you see something for three, three hours plus, seems like, uh, you know, uh, five minutes. But, you know, it's amazing. And, you know, I I don't know. Have you heard a lot of complaints? I know we had complaints uh, before. They you know, kinda... There's always
2: complaints. But uh, Jack Effel's quote uh, to uh, Sasha Salinger was, uh, I'll tell you the logistics of trying to run an event of this magnitude, you just don't quite know what you don't know until you do it, right? He said, "Uh but he said we plan to get everybody in. He said we feel like we're pretty good at fixing problems, uh ensuring the problems don't happen again and every
1: day we try to be better than we were the previous day, but." And you can't ask for more than that, Dave, and as a player and as a manager, that's a great <laughs> attitude to have. You know that you've gotten a massive more amount of people than you anticipated for this tournament, and you know what? As long as they're trying as hard as they can to try to accommodate the players and try to make this as uh, stress-free, because that that you know you have to add the stress factor in there. Of waiting this long and then sitting down, yeah, and exactly. And as a player, you play Dave. You know, oh my God, am I getting in too late? All the things that run through your mind, you know. I haven't heard a whole lot of complaining like we've had in other years, I guess, when they weren't quite as prepared. And i got to imagine the Colossus at least had them somewhat prepared. I mean, even though I'm sure they weren't expecting that large, obviously, 28,000 entries. Uh,
2: The quote from Ethel, who said, uh, you know, he said, for people that were worried about not getting a seat, he said, no need to worry as long as you arrive in time for late registration. And his quote was... I'm going to put everyone in that is going to come.
1: That's wonderful. Think about that's just absolutely wonderful, and it's and it's obviously priced. Um, I saw that in Al's flight today. You know, I would imagine early on, Jamie Gold. Uh, you know, uh, 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 the largest main event winner prize pool. Wise. He's playing in this, by the way. Yeah. He, well, he got eliminated. Okay. He I saw he was eliminated. Unless there's another Jamie Gold, no. but. Uh, he said Daniel Nograno was playing in this. Uh, there, there was a lot of big names that came in because of the structure, and obviously, as the numbers grew, they knew that prize pool would two million. Can you imagine two million for a five hundred dollar investment? Right, that's exactly. just amazing.
2: Uh, they said the lines were long and winding, but uh, he said some of the smarter players used online or mobile registration through the Bravo Live system. Uh, as each flight sold out, he said late registration seats. Have been issued to those wanting to enter or re-enter. Players receiving a ticket for late registration then stand in a late reg line and wait to be seated as unfortunate players vacate their seats, much like an alternate system.
1: Right, exactly, and that's the only way you could do it because there's just not enough tables and you know to be able to get everybody in. Just to you know, open another table, open another table. Right. I mean, it's amazing that 4,800 at nine. I don't know if they're ten seating them or not. If they're ten seating them, that's 480 tables that that yeah. you're looking
0: at. You now, know?
2: That was what they had, but supposedly even set up a few more in all corners of the of the Rio, the hallways and things like that.
1: Yeah, you have to, you know, fold up tables that you got to put up there. You know, uh, you do what you got to do. I, what I'm very curious at, and we kind of addressed this a little bit last week, was the quality of dealers. But at this point. It's almost that, a, a warm really cool. body, a warm body that can that can properly pitch cards. Uh, uh, you'll take that for right now. And the de- players probably are policing some of the some of the the, the 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 actions on the table if the dealers aren't you know too nervous or making mistakes or whatever you know. Because I don't know how many supervisors. I'm I'm thinking. I know what I got to go through in a small, much, so much smaller room. How many supervisors are actually set yeah, up? That and, is and everything. To think you know? about that and 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 the communications that have to go in and somebody who's ever logging those communications like i said i'd actually would love to be out there one as a player and two just to watch it from a management standpoint you know you know, I would love to see that. I honestly would, obviously, because of all my years as as a director and a manager yeah, exactly. and stuff. So.
2: And then they had the Short Deck Tournament, which was a $10,000 buy-in, 61 players. Wow. 61 players. Oof. Which is uh, a lot less than, obviously, uh, you know, I thought it would be, but good.
1: People it's, it's kind of new. thinking and, about other things. Dave, it's kind of new, and it's $10,000. Yeah, $10,000. I mean,
2: $10, $10, you better know what you're doing. You
1: know, $10,000. I bet you if it had been $1,000, that number would have probably been somewhere close to 1,000 people.
2: Exactly. Uh, so today was is 2C. We mentioned that. Uh, 2D is tomorrow. Starts at 10 a.m. Uh, day 3, when everybody, all the people that are still alive through the day 2s come back and get together for the first time. And is it It's the, Wednesday at 11 a.m.
1: So so it is the day right after day 2-D. Right. Now, you know, I, you as a Unless player... Unless they change that. They could change it. Yeah, they could. You know, it's one of the reasons is why... Is it fair? Well, it's fair in the sense that you know what you got yourself into, right? I mean, if, if you survive... If you were in 2-C, if you got a
2: day off. here, you in 2-B, uh, you got a couple days off.
1: Exactly. You know, and that's the decision that you make. I would imagine there's a lot of people who got eliminated in a lot of the 1A, 1B, 1C tournaments that survived 1D and now are going to have to play that tomorrow. Um, But I've always thought as a player, for me, I would love to have the rest. And I'm sure there's other players that feel, hey, the adrenaline is flowing. When this thing is over, again, two hours, we're talking, what, we're we're here now at, what, 7.20 uh, Eastern time, so it's 4.20 over there. They're going to get done what about six six seven o'clock their time over there so if that's done at that time you've got enough time to kind of relax i know how i am my adrenaline would probably not allow me to sleep right away you know and racing as to thoughts of maybe winning the thing how i'm gonna my strategy is how i'm gonna attack how i'm gonna play going forward knowing that you're in the money already and Like I said, these are the things that race through my mind, Dave, so I don't know how many players actually do something like that, but I I know sleep would be very difficult for me if I had to play on that last day before going to day three.
2: Bernard Lee had an interesting interview with uh, Ben Keeline, who won the the Colossus a couple years ago, uh, and he got some tips from him on what you think about as far as strategy going into this tournament of this size. And I want to talk about that when we come back. We also will take a look at plenty of the other tournaments. We started off last week, we were in the casino uh, employees. And we, uh, they of course play have played to a winner. There was a $10,000 tournament Event 2. Um, Omaha 8, our friend Mark Perlman, who's been on the show with us, uh, did cash in the uh, Omaha 8, $1,500 dollars And at buy-in. one point was
1: in the top 10.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, ended up I think finished seventy third, which uh got him just under three thousand for his uh, fifteen hundred dollar buy in. So um some interesting stuff. I will run down some of the winners and the early results and maybe some big names and how they did. Also got a couple of Phil Hellmuth stories. What's a
1: Really what
2: is a World Series of poker without a couple of Phil Hellmuth blow ups.
1: Oh, he had some big blow ups yeah, oh I'd like to hear that. Like and hear of that.
2: course, meanwhile Uh, While this tournament is playing down the road at the Luxor uh, HyperX eSports, they're playing final tables from the WPT. Uh, Is it
1: included the Hard Rock? Well, the Hard
2: Rock's over. Uh, James Carroll won that one. Maria Ho finished third. Uh, We'll talk about some of that if we get a chance. But uh, uh, the the, uh, Choctaw was the next day. And then uh, tournament uh, from the Aria was the next day, and finishing up, and then now they are uh, playing the tournament champions. Like pol- so that's still going on.
1: This is like poker nirvana for for, for poker players. Exactly, you
2: like and you <laughs> could go over there, and play at the Venetian and the Deek Stack Extravaganza. You could play at Planet Hollywood. You could go into town and play at Binions. Uh,
1: put it this way, you could find whatever game and whatever limit you want to you want you want you're comfortable with. Yes, Let's exactly. put it that way.
2: Anyway, let's take our first break on the show, and uh, we'll run down a few things, and we'll take about look about what's next coming up next in the next few weeks. They've already had one of the online events. Uh, Helmuth actually played in the four hundred dollar online event, finished fifth.
1: Wow! How many how nice many entries see. do you know off the top uh, of your head? I
2: have it here. Let's see, uh, almost two thousand nineteen hundred and sixty-five.
1: Wow. Very nice, very and, nice. Uh,
2: the winner was uh, Yong Kyun Kwan.
0: Who glad plays you, under I'm the name? Of course everybody
2: <laughs> plays with their screen names. His lame name is Lucky Spewy One.
0: <laughs> well, we know was.
2: Lucky Chewy, but he Lucky Spewy. He was lucky. He was lucky. He was. And then uh, Alan Chainsaw Masker or Chainsaw Masker. Alan Chainsaw Kessler uh was in the money and a couple other interesting players that did play as well. Shannon Shore, um uh, James Obst and Alex Foxen, who was Player of the Year last year, decided to play in that. So, In fact, they showed Alex Foxen sitting at the Big 50 table playing online on this online event. Wow. I'm sure there were some people doing double duty on that Yep,
1: well. i I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Anyway, we'll look at some
2: of that stuff when we come back, and I want to talk about some of uh, Ben Keyline's tips for playing in a huge tournament like this Uh And we will do that when we come back. You're listening to Poker Action Line. Big Dave and Joe from South Florida looking at the World Series of Poker tonight, especially the Big 50.
0: This is Poker Action Line. The traditional light bulb, a groundbreaking invention in 1879. Other groundbreaking ideas from that time, the whalebone corset, the pedal-operated submarine, and the two-story outhouse. We've come a long way since then. It's time our light bulbs did the same. Visit energiesavers.gov and learn about energy-saving light bulbs. See, these new bulbs are more efficient than the old ones, like a text message is more efficient than a carrier pigeon. They last longer too, like how we humans last longer now that doctors use antibiotics instead of leeches. And they cut down on our energy costs, because in our own groundbreaking age of aeroplanes and moving pictures, we deserve a light bulb that saves us some cash. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Android and iPhone users, for the full version of WFO Radio, download the WFO Radio app. It's sports radio for racing fans. Thank you, I
1: appreciate
0: it. The ultimate racing 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 show, including WFO Radio NHRA Nitro, WFO Radio Ignition, the WFO Radio NASCAR Tailgate Party, news, videos, push notifications, and more. I just hope I'm part of it. Go to the App Store or Android Market. Search WFO Radio and download it now. Now, welcome back to the show, Big Dave and
2: Joe. Uh, the Big Fifty is the Big Twenty Eight Thousand, as they are playing in Day Two C today, and Two D is tomorrow. And uh, coming up, uh, they are planning to play Day Three on Wednesday, and then Friday or Thursday, I should say. Uh, they're going to play down to six, but I have a feeling that may not make it till Friday.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, the final table, it was supposed to be on Friday at noon, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. That's uh, probably not going to be into the weekend sometime. You wonder, uh, people make plans to play in different tournaments, maybe even buy into something somewhere else down the street, and obviously you're happy to give up a ticket and get a refund if you're if you're making it to late days of this tournament because right. of the huge prizes. But, uh, you know, you can't count on anything, really, in this one.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. You're making a deep run, you know. I think poker players, the ones who have done this and bought in advance, you know, are preparing, obviously, by buying in. They're preparing for the worst results prior and then reacting to the good results, right. you know. and, and, and uh, But that's
2: part of the fun of it, don't you think?
1: Well, being that I've actually, on the kind of I actually are, since right? I've never done this like this, you know, I wouldn't, uh, to be honest with you, I wouldn't know. Because I've never thought of, every time I've entered any kind of tournament, I'm always thinking that's, that's first and foremost for me. You well, know? I'm thinking there's some We've players got players that have played live in two different tournaments, get up and play for an hour at one table, go back and play in the other one. Right, right, We've right. mentioned that over the years here on, on our show.
2: Uh, I got to think that there's certain players that really like a regimented schedule, have everything planned out, have taken a lot of time and, and effort to put into their plans, may not deal so
1: well with this. And I would imagine those people are more in our age group, you know. Uh, <laughs> old farts our, like us? Well, you know, it's not that old f- It's just we didn't grow up with that, Dave. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. You're more comfortable. You're you're a lot more adapted. You know. also with the technology than I am. You know, uh, like I've said, when I played online, I was amazed that these young guys, uh, you know, were playing 14, 15, 16 tables, whatever the max they were allowed to. I tried to see if I could play. I played three once. I was in two tournaments and a live game, and I, I almost went nuts. And the thing was, I was doing real well in one tournament and was about to get eliminated in the other one and just made a frustrated move, worked out for me. And I tripled up, and then shortly thereafter I got a great hand, which made me triple up again from that. And as it turns out, I had to stop playing the cash game because I I couldn't concentrate properly. And I went very far in the one tournament. I actually wound wound up finishing in the top three in that one tournament where I was ready to just throw it away and made some nice money online, and the other one that I had been doing real well... I got into uh actually I made both final tables but then but Ran I got I think cooler. I got I got I got eliminated either ninth or eighth in 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 that other tournament but the other one I went I know I was in the top 3 I don't remember if I finished you know, I think I finished third in that tournament and I couldn't play the cash and I'm thinking to myself how do these people you know how do these young people do it I just didn't I didn't grow up with that I, I'm you know I don't know if you're more adept at that but at my age, yeah, I'm not a I, at, at listen, much. my <laughs> concentration level was I need to concentrate on this right now, and and that's part of the frustration sometimes of playing online when these people are playing so much that they take the extra amount of time. Yeah. And when you're not doing that, you react usually a lot quicker. Well, I'm going to look at Ben Keyline and in his uh, interview with Bernard Lee. Uh,
2: he won the 2016 Colossus uh, and won a million dollars in that tournament. And uh, you know, at one time on day one, he was down to three big blinds, and came back and won that event. Pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, that was the one, uh, the second Colossus, which would had twenty one thousand. That's when
1: they, that's when they adjusted first place to a million. Remember, with all the right. people, it, it was, was six hundred thousand like or Six hundred and some thousand. Right, right, and people, I, I, you and I would just—I was assuming it was going to be over a million. Yeah. And then when you came in. Yeah, you know, that. after all the numbers were in, and you came in that day for the show, and I hadn't been paying attention to it, and you said, first place is 600-something thousand, everybody got really pissed yeah,
2: off. Yeah, I heard when they announced it. And I was it. like, When they announced it at the event, people went nuts.
1: Oh, of course. I mean, I just assumed first place would be at least a million yeah. dollars with 22,000 people in that there. That was the year I went out there to watch the Colossus. And,
2: uh, yeah, you caught yeah. the very beginning oh, of the it. Start of
1: the tournament,
2: and wanted to see how many people were in line, and what the payouts were like, and... It was uh, it was a cluster for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, you know. So, like I said, that, this this is what the WSOP has done. They've adjusted well, you know, to, to the the public's demands on on certain things, and you know, still kept the integrity and everything else. And you know, from a management standpoint, not from a player standpoint, you can't ask for a lot more than that. Yeah, you Yeah, know?
2: absolutely. Uh, looking at this keyline interview. Uh, one of the things, first, one of the first things he said is uh, that he sees lots of amateurs getting aggravated when their table breaks, and this is part of the thing is that a lot of tables uh, come down from, like today went from fifteen hundred to five hundred in what two and a half hours.
1: Whatever Three it hours? was, yeah, you have to kind of be prepared for that. But I do understand the amateur yeah. player. The reason is you're you're getting a read on the players. Yeah, and you and might then have a table you really like. Yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, that's the side point of that. That's like the social part of it. Hey, I got a nice table, nobody's in an A hole here on yeah. this table. But as a player, you know, you you are taught to get reads on players, see how they're you know, their their patterns of play and all of a sudden you go, Man, I think I got this table down pat and now boom. And you might move three times in an hour. Easily. And easily and that's and not just only something that, you have to prepare for and you have to strategize for that too, Dave.
2: But you might get sent to a table that maybe the other eight players have been playing together all day, so they have a feel of each other. You have no feel, and you you have to adjust to that. Well, like
1: I said, that's what you have to come into those tables and have a strategy that, hey, today I could be on on a swivel chair. I'm just, you know, boom, 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 boom. So how am I going to attack this? You know, am I going to come in, you know, super aggressive and and scare them? You know, and, and... Also, think about it from the people who get players who come in once they've busted out. I know it's not as dramatic as being a whole table being broken, but if, you know, four hands, one guy gets knocked down, and your table's not the one that's going to be broken, and then another player, and then another player. Well, guess what? In an hour, your table could have a completely different look. You might only have three or four players, and these other ones you still haven't gotten a read on. So it's not just a unique situation to the people whose table breaks, but the ones who... Are constantly losing players and having someone jump in. Now you don't know how they play. You yeah, don't know how exactly. good or bad they are either. Plus, you might have just got started on your Caesar salad. It, whatever it <laughs> is, whatever it is. Uh,
2: but he says, uh, as far as the table breaks go, he goes. You need to look at it as a positive.
1: Recognize that the more table breaks you're involved in, the deeper you're getting in the event. And yes, and I, I didn't even. T- I I wasn't even thinking along those lines. But as you st- started to say that, I go, yeah, that's the good news. You're still around to, to move to another table and another table.
2: Uh, Bernard asked him about the uh, number of chips that people have. He said, uh, when you have more starting chips, a lot of people are willing to splash around more and waste chips. He said, you don't fall into that trap because your chips are just as valuable, and you don't need to go crazy to try to accumulate more.
1: Right, from your end, but it, the good part is you've got other people coming in. Now, what you have to also realize is if, if they're doing that, you've got a super premium hand. You know, and you don't raise enough, you think you raised enough to, to just narrow it down to one if they call now you get two or three callers with pocket aces. Right. You can't get that upset because with three callers with pocket aces, you're you're an underdog to win that hand as, most of the times. As
2: for the multiple re entries, uh he said, uh, you know, you may see guys buying in four or five times. He said, You need to have a strategy going into the tournament, how how much you can afford and how much you will rebuy. He said, For instance, for him, In the Colossus, in 2016, he had slated himself one rebuy after the opener. So uh, he said two bullets in total was all I was going to spend. And he almost got knocked out once, but he ended up staying in and winning the tournament. So... He said, you know, is you have to recognize that other players are willing to gamble, and this is how you adjust your uh, style of play.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, I would ma You know, obviously, we've always talked uh, about Daniel Negreanu, how legendary. How many bullets? You know, he, he's he's got a, a machine gun. You know, right. one of those calendars of the, the things that are coming out like that. So, I'm sure that it, uh, you know, uh, affects how he plays. He's probably a lot more aggressive, knowing that. Either I'm going to accumulate a lot of chips or I'm just going to go buy in again and put people on edge. Somebody like Daniel with the deep pockets, I don't know if he's got backers, whatever it is, his reputation as being a tremendous poker player and then just being aggressive, knowing that he can continue to buy in, eventually he's got to put you, we've talked about how you you don't have those deep pockets, you planned all year, like you said this gentleman had two bullets Dave yeah what happens you you get one of the top pros comes in gets aggressive you got a good hand they suck out on you or whatever it is now you're tentative now oh my god I'm down on my last 500 that you know that I've allotted for this tournament it, there's a lot of a lot of psychological stuff that's going on that that people have to deal with and the amateurs and and the and the people who have limited you know uh experience it, it, I, you have to kind of take it as a learning experience, or you got to really like, like I said with Jamie Gold, you know, just hit lightning right. in a bottle like right. he did for that main event.
2: Uh, another thing he said that was interesting, he said in that Colossus after they got into the money, he said uh, they they were losing players at an incredibly fast rate. He said they went from like four hundred to one hundred very quickly and the players were affected by that they saw how many players were getting knocked out and they start to feel wow i'm getting close to the final table so he said those players felt handcuffed because they're and they were so afraid to get it in because they're thinking i'm starting to get close to a
1: uh, to to, to big a decent money.
2: payoff right? right exactly so he said that's something you look for now always after you're in the money you know you're going to be able to uh,
1: well the shorter
2: it stacks in. get super aggressive. Well you take advantage on the bubble but after you're in the money you know some people get really aggressive so you adjust yourself to that but you can accumulate chips he says by really taking advantage of the people that are nervous about getting it in.
1: Yeah he's talking about them the ones who are being way too cautious you know and, and, and be playing way too tight. Right. And I you know you look also on the flip side of that like you said once the bubble has been has bursted and you see this on a lot of online tournaments like he said you know Players start getting eliminated. Those that are obviously very short stack are going in with any two cards. So, you know, yeah, you're going to have a lot more competition, but if you get a a premium hand or even take a shot, being that it's not that big, you know, you could build up your stack also that way really quick, you know, because you got people who are just throwing it in with any two because they figure, oh, you know, I'm not going to hang around for another two hours to make, you know, an extra couple of hundred dollars, you know, and I don't have a chance. So they're going to get super aggressive, play, like I said, just about any two cards. So you have to adjust your play there, too, to yeah. try to accumulate chips. There's two ways for you to do that. Yeah, the other thing uh,
2: that maybe you hadn't thought of was a lot of these players are very inexperienced on a national stage or or uh, in a media uh, stage. They're going to be interviewed as they make it closer down to the, the money and the, the big prizes. Uh, so... They're going to be very nervous about that. You need to have fun, he says, with it, and don't be nervous because you know, the important thing is what's happening at the table. Uh, I've had a lot of people blow me off because they just felt really nervous about it. In fact, James Carroll that just won the Seminole Hard Rock, I went up to him after they played down to the final table, and I said, you know, can I have a minute with you to interview you? And he said, you know, I just did one, and I really felt it really made me uncomfortable. He goes, I'd rather not do another interview. So I
1: understood that. Yeah, you know, some people just don't feel comfortable in front of a mic talking about things, especially if they're inexperienced. And, you know, we, we've we seen some of the top pros who aren't very nice to people trying to interview them for whatever reason. I mean, listen, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of poker players and everyone is unique and different. And, you know, your your personality obviously has a lot to do with whether they feel comfortable in front of a mic or not. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Nicholas
2: Haynes was the winner of the Casino Employees event. I thought that was kind of interesting because he uh, was born in Michigan but grew up in a Tampa area. Okay. And uh, he has now, for the last few years, been a dealer at the Aria. So uh, he came from Tampa and moved out there to Oh, Vegas. I was just going to
1: ask you if he played at Tampa. I'm sure, was, at Tampa Dallas, I'm sure he or, was. If he was Tampa I'm sure he was. I'm
2: sure he was. Well, one of the tournaments. You know, there's several in the area. but uh, And I, I didn't see uh, how that happened. But he won the tournament and uh collected 62,000 for his $500 entry pretty good how many how many uh, uh
1: employees were in that tournament do you uh, I don't you know when you see I this one for 2 million for 500 you get 62,000 it it's a great it was, payoff I think it was about
2: 900 if i'm not mistaken okay but uh isaac Haxt- Hanson, not haxton isaac hansen who is the uh, media director for the world series of poker finished second head to oh, head good and, uh, I hadn't heard of anything else as normal. Oh, Adam Lammers, who also works for the WSOP, finished in fifth. Uh, also had, uh, the, uh, the, uh, other big tournaments early. Let's see if I can give you any of those results. Uh, we had the, uh, $50,000 high roller, and, that was won by Brian. No, I'm sorry. The, uh, the 10K Super Turbo, which was event number two, was won by Brian Green. And Ali Imserovich, who is a well-known uh, European player, finished second. Asher Conniff was third. Lauren Klein with his uh, NRA cat hat and uh, Make America Great hats. <laughs> Stir up people. At the table. He a finished hat. fourth, And uh, Danny Negrano was sixth. So he finished uh, in that fin- on that final table. And uh, the $50,000 uh, high roller, I'll have to get you the results on that, but that was also completed. Uh, there was a, a $1,500 Omaha high low, and leading the players heading into the uh, final day was Rick Fuller, who was the assistant to Rep Porter in that uh, Poker Academy. Okay. we there. So, uh, those are some of the early events. Uh, they're coming fast and furious now. We'll keep you up to date. Uh, also finishing up the mixed triple draw. Jake Schwartz led going into the final day. John Raster in fourth place. Lane Flack was still alive. David Baker. And, as I mentioned, the short deck tournament had just 61 players. So, we'll get you the result on that as well. Uh, Phil Helm, we've had a big breakdown. We'll talk about that when we come back. But let's take a break on the show. We'll get to some of the other results and even the WPT stuff as well when we come back. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and you can always pick us up on SoundCloud or on our website at www.pokeractionline.com. You can pick up the uh, show on SoundCloud or iTunes, probably the two easiest places to do it. Also, the Poker Fuse podcast page and Hold'em Radio Network carries us as well. A few other places where you get your uh, podcast. you can just search Poker Action Line and pick it up as well. We'll be back with more of the show when we return. We'll be right back after these messages.
1: This is Poker Action Line.
2: Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer could purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack. And like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes. If you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit. And much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. The odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play for free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the play for real game becomes available. So,
0: you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend my humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the Org. <sighs>
2: Welcome back to the show. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez from South Florida. I wish I was out there. Do you?
1: Yeah, I really do because I've never been able to get out there raising my family and the job. So, yeah, I really do wish I was out there. Actually, something. I wish I was playing in this tournament, to be honest with you. Uh,
2: the $50,000 high roller was won by Ben Heath of the United Kingdom. He won one point, almost $1.5 a uh, number of players in that one, uh, 110 for the $50,000 uh, buy-in here on the 50th anniversary, WSOP. Uh, he defeated Andrew Lichtenberger, uh, Lucky Chewy. We mentioned Lucky Spewy, but this was Lucky <laughs> Chewy.
0: <laughs> finished second,
2: and Sam Soverell, who's from West Palm Beach, uh, finished in third place. Uh, some of the other big names uh, that made it to the final table, Nick Petrangelo, Chance Cornuth. Elio fox Carry Katz David Einhorn, and of course a lot of the big name players went very deep in this one uh hellmuth played and and all the big names so uh, it was pretty interesting uh pretty interesting tournament uh just to give you this story about uh hellmuth uh got into it with uh, chance corneth uh after uh, let's see phil lost the pot uh let's see.
0: Yeah,
1: it's usually, when he gets into it, it's usually because he's lost a pot or somebody's,
0: you know, sucked out on him or something. I was trying, to, trying to see the
2: exact hand, uh, but I know that the player uh, he was playing was Cornuth, and had top pair and went check-called the three streets in a row. It's kind of milking it, uh, trying to trying to hang onto the hand, and Corneth picked up the backdoor flush on the river. And uh, all of a sudden, Mr. Positivity like his book said, uh, erupted. And uh, Cornish said to him, you know, he said, you know, usually I'm, I'm the kind of guy that, uh, you know, feels like you got to blame the dealer when you lose a, a hand. And uh, Helmuth said, um, I'm not blaming the dealer. It's just uh, effing BS. He said, I had you trapped. You didn't deserve to win that pot.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, you know, guess what? When you set a trap, sometimes sometimes you're the one who gets trapped in it. Yeah. We've all we've all been through that. Exactly, and uh, Cornith came back at him and said, "Listen, there's one
2: thing I've learned in poker, something you obviously haven't. You never deserve anything." Ah, I this like that comeback. Time. That was a great comeback. So uh, Helmut just had a few chips left after that. Again, getting knocked out, went back and bought in for another 50 grand, and lasted. Uh, two hands later and got knocked out by Ali Sirovich <laughs> On well, a cooler. On th- a cooler where uh, he had where he had a full house
1: and Sirovich and had a higher full house. Well hey. That's what happens. You have that bad karma, sometimes it follows you around a little bit, you know, and it cost him an extra fifty thousand, but I don't think that's gonna be a big problem for Phil Helmuth. Yeah, absolutely. Uh there was a mixed
2: triple draw which has the low ball games of Badoogie Deuce to seven low ball and ace to five low ball. Uh, 321 players played in that one. Uh, As I said, Jake Schwartz and Julian Martini were almost tied in a dead heat uh, headed into that one, but uh, we'll get you some results on that one in just a bit. Uh, But they're moving on. There's a lot of interesting things coming up, and uh, it's really hard to keep up with a lot of these things, especially with the Big 50. But, um, you know, while they didn't quite expect it to be as big as it was, um, you know, it's some huge numbers, and it was going to make this a very, uh, very important tournament.
1: Yeah, I wonder how they're going to handle something like this if they're going to do because obviously this is for the fiftieth year. You know, you've you've stumbled onto something that the players really, really liked. Um, obviously, they're going to have to think about this long and hard once once the once the the. The series, the whole series, is done at the after the main event.
2: Yeah, well, we saw what happened with the Colossus. The first year, twenty-two thousand. The second one, twenty-one, and then slipped all the way down to
1: thirteen. I think uh, the value is what it was, and and I think you know I I don't recall what the Colossus uh, blind structure was, but you know it's definitely showing. I mean, you know, there are they are going to make some money because you you did mention what the re-entries were, which is where they were keeping some of that money. Um, you know for the dealers i would imagine and 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 for the house um, i don't know what that final number is or how much they're actually going to be taken from the well, 500 i don't know i'm figure. sure they've mentioned it somewhere but yeah. you know
2: we don't have those no, the the percentage i'm going to guess that out of the 28000 at least 8000 were okay and what do you think and what do you think
1: they would keep from that i would imagine let's say 3% well, they always keep three percent for the dealers, but in this case, since they're not getting the three percent on the other twenty thousand, they probably would make it ten percent for the dealers yeah. just just to make it even and have them have maybe a decent so. down, uh, you know, know and, and take work. maybe five percent, you know, that that would be hefty on that five hundred because then you're looking at you're looking at seventy five dollars coming out of the that there. But once again, when you you know compare that to nothing coming out of the the other five hundred dollars, in the long run, you know, it, it's still a hell of a savings. And and like you said, fifty thousand to start, you know, blind levels fifty minutes, and then I think they go up, they go up to sixty, right, Dave? They they go up to sixty minutes, uh, you know, once they get to day three, I believe they go up to sixty minutes. Is that how they're doing it? No, uh, I think it's fifty the 50 whole time. Fifty the whole time through. Because Al Pretty was sure. mentioning something about they went to sixty at one point. Well, so. maybe it might be. Well. I just like it. I, I think it, that they've come up to something here, and if they, they tweak this right where they can make some money, okay, I'm not looking at 28000 but this could be a, a series that gets close to 20000 on on a yearly basis. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, the
2: uh, tournament number four, which was the uh, uh, 1500 Omaha High Low 8 or Better, was won by Derek McMaster. And they are down to the final table in the uh, $2,500 limit mixed triple draw that I just mentioned. And uh, seven players left in that one. And the chip leader is Sumir Mathur. And right behind him, John Turner. Jake Schwartz still alive. Dan Zak, not Dan Shack, but Dan Zak. And uh, Jesse Hampton also still at that final table. And they're playing down in a couple of other tournaments. The We gave you the uh, online tournament, won one by Lucky LuckySpewey1. Uh, the short deck tournament uh, with 61 players is uh, still alive with 22. And uh, let's see if I can give you any uh, major names that are playing. We thought some big names would play in this one because it's the first time that they've really had it out there. Uh, Galen Hall, who we remember oh, uh, yeah. from a few years ago, is in third place currently. Uh, and Dario San Martino is still alive. Ben Lamb playing also as well. And Jason Somerville, Justin Bonamo, Dan Schack, Chance Corneth, and Chris Ferguson, uh still alive. Negrano also still alive, but with a very short stack. Anyway. Uh, that's the uh, the the breakdown there. Uh, I'd like to get on to some uh, results from the WPT because that's uh, maybe not such a great uh, idea. They thought, well, if we have these tournament final tables, we'll get a lot more people with their friends there, and a bigger turnout, and it might be very exciting. What happened to Al? Got nah,
1: no, I just I, I I I didn't mean to take it off my phone, and oh. I did so. <laughs> Last you saw, you still yeah. with nine thousand. Yeah, yeah, they haven't updated. They updated it when they came back from the dinner break, from seven eighty to five eighty two. Um, changed some of the numbers, uh, but they haven't done anything. They haven't changed anything as far as entries that are in there or the the chip stacks that I'm looking at there. They are the same people in the top thirty, forty p, and our friend there is. Still with nine hundred thousand, but he went from twenty ninth when when the dinner break started well, to thirty two to thirty eight. right
2: now. Well, that's not that's nothing.
1: Before I get to
2: the uh, WPT and the results out there, which is truly playing in the shadow of the WSOP, there and I probably rethinking that. But um, the one of the events that's just getting underway uh, today is the fifteen hundred dollar dealer's choice. I don't know. Have you ever played in one of these? I mean, you played horse, and you played eight-game mix.
1: The only dealer one, choice I played was when I was growing up, and we'd go, okay, seven-card <laughs> play, stud, follow the baseball, queen, baseball crazy, baseball. crazy pineapple. the crisscross, you
2: know, stuff like that. Uh, but there's 18 games, and including Badoogie, Badoogie, and Badesi,
0: which are all minor <laughs> variations
2: of the same. Uh, the three triple-draw low-ball games that I mentioned in the, just a little bit earlier, uh, you got uh, five-card draw, which nobody ever plays anymore, but I'm sure there's players out there that really love that game still. Uh, you got Omaha PLO. You got PLO 8 or better. You got Big O, and you got Limit Omaha, high-low 8 or better. Uh, you got three seven-card stud games, regular stud, a regular stud high-low and a high-low 8 or better. They have Raz and then, of course, uh, Limit Hold'em. So they're all Limit games. It started today. And players start with 10,000 chips. Last year, the winner was Jeremy Harkin, who uh, outlasted a field of 406 entrants. So uh, that is getting underway today. Several other pretty interesting things, as a matter of fact. But let's shift over to the uh, WPT Tournament tournament of Champions, which is uh, going on today. That is the last of four tournaments being played out there in Vegas. Uh, the other three were just f- final tables from earlier in the year. Uh, the WPT Seminole Hard Rock, we mentioned James Carroll, the chip leader going in, uh, ended up defeating Eric Afriat uh, in head-to-head play to win that event and won 715000 Maria Ho finished in third. Jerry Wong and Chad Eveslage, uh, Eveslage, Eveslage, I'm not sure exactly how you say it, but uh, both local guys here finished in fourth and sixth respectively, and Ami Alabe finished in fifth. Then the next night, they had the Choctaw Tournament, the final table, and the winner of that one was Craig Varnell, uh, Will Barry Bin- Will finishing second, Nick Pupillo finishing in third. And then the following day, they finished up the ARIA Summer Championship, which started on the 27th and finished on the 31st. And the winner of that one was Matthew Wantman, who defeated Igor Kurganov, boyfriend of Boree. In head-to-head play, Art Papiasen was third, Kevin Eister fourth, Jim Colopy in fifth, and Ryan LaPlante finished in sixth. And then uh, they started the uh, Baccarat Crystal Tournament of Champions at the uh, at the ARIA, and they are playing that final table today. Uh, going into the action today, the final table, uh, chip leader was Old Shemian, oh, yeah. 1.8 <laughs> chips. I love that chips name. <laughs> great name.
1: Uh,
2: the other players still alive, and they are pl- just getting underway as we do the show here right now. Simon Lamb, Nick Schulman, the uh, broadcaster, uh, Griffin Paul, Ryan Tossick, and another bro- broadcaster, Tony Dunst. Oh, yeah. Made the final table there. So uh, I don't know who I guess uh, Vince is going to be doing the commentary. Yeah, I guess TV. so all by himself. He's <laughs> But they are underway on the final table there and uh, playing that one out. So it uh, should be pretty interesting out there. But not a whole lot of interest as far as uh, the poker world goes because they're thinking about the Big 50.
1: Exactly. That, that, that's what's on everybody's mind right now.
2: So uh, things get going out there. I haven't really heard, you know, there's so much going on with this tournament that I haven't really heard how that's affected. The other uh, things around the building, you know, obviously this is probably the last year for the Rio, but, you know, you hear complaints about the price of the food and how the long lines for the bathrooms. Uh, It's crazy stuff like that. Well,
1: you know, how many bathrooms are there in the building? And with so many people in attendance there, uh, what else are you going to expect? You know, I remember in the one tournament that I did enter that there was – well over fifteen hundred people in it, and I just like, first time I had, ever, and the only time I've ever seen that thing so big. I realized when the break was coming up that I was still alive. I said, "Man, I better run to the bathroom." And
2: well, the smart thing to do is when you see you're inside a minute, you know, you miss one hand and you you beat the rush, right?
1: Well, yeah, but you know, you don't want to you don't want to miss a hand where you get pocket aces either, you know, or, or no, a hand that, that you can make that's a true. move in. It's just, you know how your table is playing, and yes, you do can miss a hand. It's not going to make you win the tournament, you know, at that point. More than likely, it'll only make you lose the tournament. But, um, you know, just got to be smart and, 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 you know, plan ahead just a little bit, you know, to to get out there. Because you're looking at a a sea of of humanity there, and you know that everybody's going to want to go to the bathroom. Everybody's going to want to go get some snacks or some food. So, either, either, either get into shape and go to the furthest part of the casino where no one else is. More, more of these people aren't thinking about that, and just make the run back, or plan it a little bit better. That's all you can I, do. I
2: think the great line I read on Twitter about it was, uh, "Hey, the smart thing to do is just go out back by the storage area, go out the back door, and pee on the side of the building. They're going to tear the place down anyway there within a year." There you go. So there you go.
1: <laughs> there you go.
2: So uh, anyway, stuff going on out there, pretty exciting, and so many choices. And uh, there are ways to beat the system. You just gotta think ahead a little bit.
1: Yep, and obviously the ones who've been there many times and have, you know, found a, a little angle here to get an edge, you know, for for these comforts, uh, whatever it is, to make you a little, you know, a little more relaxed, feeling a little bit better, you know, I, I gotta imagine that gives them a
2: slight edge. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Some tournaments going on now. The $600 buy-in deep stack, which is event number nine. Maurice Hawkins is leading that tournament. Oh, good for him. So uh, he's up to 240,000 chips. Pretty big lead. Maybe he can
1: add a bracelet to all those rings.
2: Yeah, exactly. Have to change the the setup there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, a couple other tournaments going on right now. Uh, One that just started was the uh, dealer's choice uh not enough uh, to give you any real results there and of course the short decks finishing up and then the big 50 going on out there coming up later t- t- tonight is the uh, $5,000 no limit holdem event 11 so righty. anyway uh stuff that you won't uh, think about oh. after more than another week
1: <laughs> exactly
2: anyway that's going to do it for our show we'll keep an eye on some of the stuff and next week of course we'll have the results of the big 50 uh, maybe it's our good fan uh, Aldrin Gomez
1: yep big Al maybe go not. get him big Al go get him big Al but he was
2: excited he was one of the ones that told me there was going to be 25,000 players I kind of
1: pooh pooed that
2: scoffed at it but uh, and he hey. fell short Yeah, yeah, he was short by a good 3,000 28,000 plus players uh, don't have an exact number of how many are still playing now but we will give you all the results next week and all the early stuff uh, Joe thank you as usual for all your contributions to the program Geo, as well on the, on the technical side and we'll be back with another show next week. We're going to have a couple of guests for the next couple of weeks. We'll see what we can do to get to help people on the show. Some nice books coming out and we'll do that.
1: Remember that next week's show may not be uploaded for a day later yeah, than we'll start. Or... We may do it on Tuesday next week.
2: Anyway, we'll be back uh, next week with more Poker Action Line. Big Dave and Joe with you next week.